What would it be like if you were able to become the master of your emotional world? In this episode, we are going to be getting into the first part of our five-part series of the intentions and delusions, which is the Zen Stoic framework for how the philosophy works. So with this episode, you'll have an understanding about how to master your emotions. And the way to master your emotions is not through controlling them, like some conventional personal development wisdom tells you, but it's actually through embracing them and understanding exactly how to actually feel your emotions versus just trying to bypass them into a positive or preferred state. So before we get into the first segment of the intentions and delusions, we're just going to do a quick recap on exactly what the intentions and delusions are. So the intentions and delusions is the framework that makes Zen Stoic philosophy unique. It is the framework that allows a person to live with a sense of unshakable inner peace. And the way that you can think about it is that we can do and say all of the right things in life, but that doesn't necessarily equate to us experiencing a sense of inner peace. In fact, the thing that actually is the make or break between whether or not we're going to have inner peace and be able to enjoy our lives and be as productive as we possibly can and live a meaningful life is the degree to which we accept and embrace ourselves. And this is dictated by, are we able to accept our intentions for why we're doing, saying, and experiencing everything that we're experiencing in this life. And so when you think about it, one of the original philosophies that inspired Zen Stoic is Stoicism. And in Stoicism, there is something talked about which is called the four virtues. Now, the four virtues are ways that you're able to respond to the outside world because the essence of Stoicism is that while you cannot control what happens in life, you can control how you respond, and you can always respond with one of the four virtues, which is wisdom, temperance, justice, and courage. Now, while all of those are really important for us to experience in our lives, simply acting out the virtues is not going to equate to a sense of inner peace. But what will is actually being able to come into a place of harmony with your intentions. And so, the framework for Zen Stoic is the framework of intentions and delusions. In other words, there are five fundamental experiences in life that we have as human beings. Now, these five fundamental experiences are how we engage with life. Now, this framework operates on the meta principle that the very purpose of life is to live it. And everything else, all the other meaning, is comes from our free will and what we're here to learn, and what, we, what we're here to do, and what we, we are here to want to experience. So when we think about these five fundamental experiences, they all point to a different pair bond of intention and delusion. So an intention is a way of engaging with life that brings you into the present, that brings you into your natural state, into the natural flow of life. Whereas a delusion is a way of engaging or rather a way of disengaging with life that actually brings you out of your natural state, out of the flow of life, out of the stream of how life is going. So when people say that they go with the flow, to truly go with the flow is to live a life of intentionality. To not go with the flow is to disengage with life, disengage with your actual experience and go against it. So when anytime that we disengage with life, what we're what we're actually doing is we are trying to substitute one of those fundamental experiences of life for something else. In other words, the way that we create emotional debt, which is something that I've talked about on this podcast at length, 
And just for those of you who haven't heard the term emotional debt, emotional debt is the accumulation of all of the unprocessed negative emotions, significant emotional experiences, traumas, limiting stories that you may have about yourself, incongruent values, or inner conflicts that you might have. And it's the amalgamation of all of those things. Now, the way emotional debt is actually created is through the delusions. So when you are able to live a life of intentionality, you start to clean up and reconcile all of that emotional debt. And you're able to live this life of unshakable inner peace, able to live this life where you're totally accepting of yourself and that you are integrated into a life of meaning. So the five fundamental experiences of life, just as a recap, are feeling, thinking, doing, expressing, and being. Those are the five ways that we live our lives. And in today's episode, we're going to be focusing on that first one, which is feeling. So the intention and delusion set for the feeling aspect of life is embrace versus resistance. So embrace is a way of feeling. Resistance is a way of not feeling. So the way in which we create emotional debt in the system is we try to borrow from one of the other fundamental experiences of life to cover up something that we may not want to experience or that we have been conditioned to not want to experience. So what's really interesting is that in Stoicism, there is this big misconception that Stoics are emotionless, that it's all about not feeling your feelings and just doing the thing anyway, or simply not emoting or showing any kind of emotion, whether positive or negative, right? In Stoicism, they talk about how being passionate is not a good state of being. Now, this is a misconception because the Stoics didn't actually negate their emotions, although sometimes with through the teachings it can seem like that. They felt their emotions. They just had a different way of dealing with them. When it comes to Zen Stoic philosophy, on the other hand, it is really important that you feel your feelings totally and completely. And the reason for this is, is that feelings are meant to be felt. Our emotions are the connection between our physical world and our mental world, and they give us a vast amount of information on how to actually navigate life. So if you're going to become the master of your emotions, it's not about controlling them because you cannot control emotions. What you can do is you can embrace and experience them. So when it comes to the intentions and delusions, embrace is a way of actually feeling your feelings. Resistance is a way of not feeling your feelings. So what we want to remember is that the intentions and delusions operate in the context of life, not necessarily the content. So what I mean by that is that certain content items or like what you're actually doing or saying in life does not automatically point you to an intention or a delusion. It's more so the context of why you're engaging in life in the way that you are. And that is what's going to dictate which intention or delusion set that you're in. And so when we are embracing, we are essentially embracing the feelings that we have. We're embracing our emotions. We are allowing them to be, and we're feeling our emotions fully. Now, some of the results that can come out of actually feeling your feelings is it can actually allow you to process a lot of emotion that you've been holding on to for a very long time. And for me, just as a personal experience, if you've been listening to this show for a while, you know that me starting to listen to my feelings and actually feel them resulted in 20 years of chronic back pain going down to a complete zero and staying that way for over a year now. So feeling your feelings has 
incredible impacts on physical health, but it can also have an incredible impact on your mental health, on the way that you experience your professional life and your personal life, because the emotions are giving you signals that if you don't allow yourself to feel, you wouldn't be able to actually use in a real life context. So by actually letting ourselves feel our emotion, we are giving ourselves the opportunity to receive information from the the experience that we have of life and to actually have an ability to do something with that information. Every time we try to not feel our feelings, what's going to actually happen is we're going to distort the way that we actually receive information. We're going to distort our way of actually engaging with the world. So it's really important that we actually allow ourselves to feel these emotions. If emotions were useless, they wouldn't be a part of our experience. So they have a purpose and the meta purpose of the feelings is to feel them. Now, the information that you get from the feelings can help guide you in different ways. So you want to use your emotions as a compass. So embrace is to allow yourself to feel your feelings totally and completely. In life, there are no positive or negative emotions. At least the way that I like to look at it is that there are pleasant emotions and unpleasant emotions. Now, when you are embracing your emotions, you are going with the flow of life. You are allowing yourself to be guided by something beyond yourself, whether you call it God, nature, the universe, whatever that is for you, your emotions are communicating that guidance to you. So when you are moving through life and you feel an unpleasant feeling, that unpleasant feeling is giving you a signal that you are going against the current of life, that you are going against the stream. And when you go against the stream and you have you know, things that you want to experience from an egoic desire, what you end up noticing is that, yes, you go against the stream, you make life a little harder than it is, and then you end up feeling bad, but then pushing through those bad feelings, and then you get the thing that you thought you desired. And then maybe you realize that it didn't have you feel as good as you wanted it to feel. Right? Have you ever had the experience where you achieved a goal that you were really gunning for, that you're moving mountains for, and when you got it, you asked yourself, is this all there is? Maybe there were emotions along the way that were signaling to you that maybe this isn't the right thing for you. But the reason why people don't feel their feelings, for the most part, is because we have this story in our lives that negative emotions are bad and to only feel the positive emotions. And when you do that, you're essentially only prioritizing one side of the coin. Pleasant and unpleasant emotions, positive, negative emotions are two sides of the same coin. They go with each other and we're going to experience both. But negative emotions or unpleasant feelings are not things to run away from. They're things to listen to and experience and embrace. So when we are embracing, we are taking on the mindset of essentially what Friedrich Nietzsche would talk about, which was amor fati, the love of fate, not to simply bear your existence, but to actively love it. And when we love what is, when we love the feelings that we have, we are actually moving through life with a sense of unconditional gratitude. Because if you are grateful for both the pleasant and the unpleasant feelings, you actually are able to befriend them and become the master of them because you are working in harmony with them. So when you embrace, you're allowing yourself to truly feel the emotions. When you resist, you're actually trying not to feel the emotions. You're disengaging with life. So resistance being a way of not feeling is a way that actually takes away from our experience. And when we choose not to feel, we miss the signals that life is giving us. We miss the feeling of our intuition. We miss the feeling of our unpleasant emotions that may be signaling us to go in a different direction. And so 
one example of resistance, just I'll give you an example with some of the other content that's out there online, is if you look at somebody like a David Goggins. Now, David Goggins is an incredibly accomplished person, and he inspires many, many people and helps a lot of people with their whole mindset around resilience and mental toughness. However, if you look at what David Goggins is doing, the content of what he's doing in his videos and what he's saying looks like discipline, right? It's like working out, mental toughness, you know, staying hard, and it looks like discipline to the outside world. However, if you listen to why he is doing everything and he is going as hard as he is going and he's redlining himself, you know, through pain and everything, it is to numb his feelings. It is to get away from the negative feelings. And I've met a ton of people who are really accomplished, who avoid feeling their feelings. And ultimately, it ends up catching up with you because when you avoid feeling your feelings, you're engaging in emotional debt. So resistance is a way of not feeling your emotions. So what you do to not feel your emotions doesn't really matter from a content perspective. Anything that you do to not feel your emotions would fall into the category of resistance. So you'll hear people say things like, you know, facts, not feelings, or fuck your feelings. And when people say things like that, they're actually negating the actual fundamental experience of life. So What's really important to understand about this is that when you're negating your feelings for any reason, you're ending up borrowing from another one of those five experiences of life. So for example, if instead of feeling your feelings, you started just ruminating and thinking and replaying the story in your mind, now you're borrowing thinking, the experience of thinking, in place of feeling. If instead you go and work out every time you have a feeling or you go and dive into your work, then you're doing instead of feeling. If you just start blabbing out and, you know, just expressing yourself and and essentially airing your grievances or venting, you are expressing instead of feeling. If you just dissociate and you meditate instead of feeling. That's right. Meditation can even be a way of experiencing a delusion. If you're using meditation not to feel, then you're experiencing resistance. So this is really key to understand because when we start to get this, then we can actually become present in life. The thing that you want to remember is that the human body is really fascinating because a lot of people think that we are thinking beings when the reality is we are feeling beings who happen to think. Now, there are four times as many nerve endings going up from your body into your brain as your brain coming down into your body. So we're getting a vast amount of information from our body, from our emotions at all times. And if we actually allow ourselves to feel those feelings, feel into the sensations of what those feelings are telling us, then it can give us an understanding and a compass on what direction to actually take in life that's going to be best for us. So you want to use your emotions as a compass. Now, when I say feeling your feelings, here's how you do it. The way that you actually feel your feelings is very much like meditating, except the object of focus is going to be the actual sensations that you have in your body. So let's say you have a unpleasant feeling coming up. If you sit there and you feel into whatever that unpleasant feeling is, maybe you notice a contraction in your gut or solar plexus or maybe a heaviness in your heart. The key here is not to think about the feeling, but to truly go in and feel whatever that is. 
It's not to talk about the feeling. It's not to do something with the feeling. It's to literally sit there and feel it. A lot of people are afraid to just sit there and feel the sensations. And the reason being is because they think that if they sit with the feelings, if they sit with the sensations that feel so unpleasant, so heavy, so contracting, then the feeling is going to overtake them when the reality is actually quite the opposite. You see, research shows that the cycle, the chemical cycle of an emotion in our bodies actually takes up to 90 seconds and that everything after that is typically a thought loop or a narrative that we're doing. The thing is, most people never allow themselves to feel the full 90 seconds of that experience. And instead, it takes them 10 years to feel that full 90 seconds because they'll feel 10 seconds here, 30 seconds there, and they'll break it up by interrupting the actual sensations and emotions with one of those other five experiences or five fundamental experiences of life. So if you just sit there, feel into the sensations, they will rise up and you'll feel them maybe a little intensely and then they'll eventually dissipate. If you create a practice of feeling your feelings down to a zero, you are practicing embrace. Now, some people might talk about how well, what about if you're resisting doing a work project? What about if you're resisting going and working out? What about if you're resisting a tough conversation? Every single one of these things, the, the very thing that you're resisting is not the thing itself. You're not resisting the project or the work that you need to do. You're not resisting your exercise. You're not resisting the tough conversation. What you're resisting in those moments is the feelings you have associated to those things. So if you give yourself two to five minutes to just sit there and feel into your emotions. The likelihood is that they'll be gone in 90 seconds if you really, really sit there and feel with them. And you want to give yourself the spaciousness and the grace to really feel and practice this. As you do that, as you practice embrace, you'll notice a lot of clarity come over you. You'll notice how you're able to actually just feel through your feelings and instead of them sticking to you for several days, they're gone within a minute or so. And so this practice will absolutely change your life and give you a very clear, authentic signal of what you truly want to do in life versus what you don't. And it begins by actually feeling your feelings. Use your emotions as a compass and you will begin to create unshakable inner peace. So just to recap, embrace is as simple as just sitting with and feeling the very sensations of your emotions. Not even needing to put labels on them because people have different labels for emotions that don't necessarily equate to the same feelings. Instead of putting a label like saying, I feel angry, I feel sad or fearful, just feel the sensations of what those are. No need for labels, no need for words, just sit there with the feelings. In fact, the labels and words can actually take you out of the experience of feeling the feeling because by adding labels and words, what we're actually doing is we're using thinking in place of feeling. And in the next episode, we're going to be getting into the second part of our series, which is the intention of understanding and the delusion of control, which understanding is a way of thinking. Control is a way of not thinking. And so when you feel your feelings, you just feel them in their entirety. And in the next episode, we're going to be talking about how to actually think in a way that is intentional for you so that it leads you to a deeper understanding of yourself. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. This is how the channel grows, and I couldn't do it without you, so I'm very grateful for your engagement and for your willingness to share this show with the people that you care about. 